Make sure to give my dad a five-star review. Get, make sure to like and subscribe to his YouTube. And thank you for listening and enjoy the show. show. <laughs> President Trump, yes. you first. Um, just now, President Putin denied having anything to do with the election interference in 2016. Every U.S. intelligence agency has concluded that Russia did. What, who, my first question for you, sir, is who do you believe? My second question is, would you now, with the whole world watching, tell President Putin, would you denounce what happened in 2016? People came to me, Dan Coates came to me and some others, they said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be, but I really do want to see the server. Uh, but I have, uh, I have confidence in both parties. I, I really believe that this will probably go on for a while. But I don't think it can go on without finding out what happened to the server. All right. <laughs> um Welcome to another episode of Faithful Politics. I'm your politics host, Will Wright, and I'm joined by um, the faithful um, pastor of Short Pump Community Church, Josh Bertram. Um, and this week we had a guest that was supposed to come on um, for an interview. Um, his name is John Bolton, um, and uh, he was unable to to make it this week. Um, we he's been doing rounds in the media, and he agreed to come on our podcast to help us out. But um, he told us that he's writing another book, kind of a um, a sequel to his current book, In the Room Where It Happened. Apparently, it's it's it, he said that the book was called Just Kidding Democrats. Um, so instead, we uh, we decided to have one of our favorite guests on. Uh, Phil the Thrill McKinney um, coming to us live. Otherwise and, known as Phil Exotic. That's Phil right. Exotic. <laughs> so, Don't forget it. You heard it here first. <laughs> so we have uh, the trio here. We're filming this live. We're doing it live. Uh, doing it live like Bill O'Reilly, right? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, we're all together. So how's it going, guys? Going all right, man. Going all right. We just had a great dinner. We nice. did. We did. Socially distant. It's yeah. true. We did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We are not socially distant right now. Not so much. You guys are going to be, you guys are going to be on my, um, contact tracing scorecard. If, mm. uh... <laughs> but we use paper plates, right? That's a thing. That's what they say. That is... restaurant paper. Pl- I mean, that's, that's how it works. Yes. That is, that is very true. So I feel good. Yes. Yeah. I feel good about this. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I mean, if, if you're one of those people that believe the coronavirus is real, you know, I suppose we're probably breaking some laws. The Kung Flu. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean... Kung what? Flu, that's terrible. Yeah, it is. That's, that's I apologize. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, just a reminder to the listeners, if you haven't yet, uh, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. Make sure you visit our website. Um, a lot of really great information on there. Um, and, yeah, we got a lot to talk about this week. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of the new of the week, um, and then we'll get into a little bit about um, the Christian response to the episodes that we had last week, um, and then we'll we'll finish it off um, on kind of a um, a positive note, and we'll we'll talk about all the good that the Westboro Baptist Church is doing in the world. 
Uh, there are people on that's all sides there. Uh, so, so Good to, people, terrific people. So to uh, to start us off, um, re- recently in the news there was um, an article <clears throat> by the Family New York Times um, that uh, that talked about that talked about this Russian bounty um, that was placed on American soldiers. Basically, in short, the the Russians were. We're paying off um, Taliban fighters to um, kill Americans. Um, there, there's, it's been a lot of the news. the The president basically said, you know, he wasn't briefed. He was briefed. It was in his. How's he to know to read the presidential daily brief? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, this is all on his team. Really. It's probably pretty long and uses a lot of really big words. Um, so, I mean, I ain't hating. That's all I'm saying. You know? True. Uh, but, but the, the story does seem to be picking some traction it's uh, been corroborated through multiple media sources um it apparently was was either so real or so fake that they had to call in the gang of eight uh to to hear about how real or how fake it was so um yeah that's something else so so w- w- what do you guys think about that russians paying taliban fighters to kill americans phil Boy, uh, I guess in the word problematic, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I know that there are, uh, how do I say this? I know there's some people, probably people more to the left, you know, not fans of Russia. We shouldn't have anything to do with them. Putin's a bad guy. People more on the right say, hey, like we can get along. Maybe we can have a better relationship than, you know. That old Obama did, uh, but how do you? What? Where's the spin on this? I see no. I see no good. I see no win. I don't under. I don't know. It's it's. Well, every everything that you just said <laughs> is like completely opposite of what I would consider conservative versus like like liberal. Like when you said, you know, Democrats say, yeah, we can't get along with Russia, and 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 you had said the conservatives like, yeah, oh, maybe we can get something out of this relationship. Like that just seems yeah. so so counter to like, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, really. Does. Yeah, right. Yeah. If, if this was like, I don't know, uh, nineteen eighty, you know, like, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be a Reagan would be you know, strong against right, you know. Yeah, but that's so. so but here we are. Yeah, here we are. You to know, the upside down in twenty twenty. Interesting. Interestingly enough, fun fact is that back in uh, twenty sixteen before the RNC convention um, when they were kind of rewriting some of the priorities for the Republican Party. Um, Trump actually tried to lessen the um, brunt of um, hatred. I should, it's probably not the right word, but 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 sort of like the, the, the adversarialness of, of Americans towards Russia mm-hmm. now because Russia was, was around this time, you know, still doing a lot of really shady stuff. And they were actually trying to change the entire RNC platform um, right wow. around that time. So you can catch that in the Mueller report. Um, That's crazy, <laughs> um, what, what about you, Josh? What do you think about Russians killing uh, or asking <clears throat> Taliban members to uh, kill Americans? I mean, clearly I am not for that. And, um, it's really disappointing. I think, so if I'm to understand, the news is that Russia is doing this and it's supposed to be against, like, this is, I understand why something like this would make news, but it's right now is the significance beyond just it's like, really bad and we shouldn't like Russia is the significance that Trump is like pro Russia. Is that basically, um, I, I think the, so what, what is it like? Why is it such a big deal 
for like Trump. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot of different levels there. So like the the news report just broke. I mean, you could argue the timing <laughs> probably was not coincidental. Um, you know, apparently this this information was brought across was brought across Trump's desk as early as last year. Um, it's sort of been known that Trump doesn't read very often and actually has to have his presidential daily briefings like like um, um, spoken to him like verbally. And, um, you know, so, so the implication for Trump is that he's known about this and hasn't done anything about it or he didn't know about it, has plausible deniability. And then the question is, well, why didn't you know about why it? Didn't you know, <laughs> you know or, or why didn't somebody bring it to the level that they should be yelling this in his face saying, Hey, this is, right. a, this is an right. issue, you know? Well, so, what might he do? Like basically <laughs> denounce it to like Putin or something like that. I mean, you know, that the, the, there's a lot of, you know, strategies to kind of, you know, tackle this. I mean, one of which is just pick up the phone and say, Hey, WTF over, you know, like what, what, are, what are you doing? Pick up the phone and True. the Kremlin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they still have that. My guess is that they don't need that now. Yeah, <laughs> just it, text it, them. It's, hey dude, WTF. <laughs> it's, it will actually, the tweet would have sufficed. <laughs> yeah. It's like the phone is actually, you know, like hidden inside the skull of like Andrew Jackson, you yes. know, that's yes. like <laughs> on a shelf somewhere. He picks it up, you know, and it's just straight line to the Kremlin. But, but you know, like, like that, that there's there's definitely some presidential implications um you know it's no secret that trump likes russia for whatever reason one could argue that he should be leveraging some of that that friendship that he's been sort of giving them to say hey like hey what's going on you know right. but but, right, if, yeah. but if you guys remember too like in helsinki when they had the the big sort of like stand-up um, during a press briefing, Jeff Mason from Reuters asked, you know, basically like, hey, who do you trust? You know, like Putin or the intelligence co- community? And he's basically saying, I don't got any reason to, to doubt what Putin's saying, you know? So, like, <laughs> that's absurd. So, so, yes. so it, it, it makes you kind of wonder, like, What's okay, like maybe he did get the intelligence and then maybe in a conversation with Putin, he basically said, no, nah, of course I didn't do that. You know, like, come on, come on, we're friends, right? You know? like, <laughs> yeah. And, and, that's a good Putin impression. <laughs> it is, yes. Yeah. And and um, you know, it, so so it's disturbing to a sense. It's disturbing that you know he's also um, invited Putin, Russia to come back into the G seven, making it the G eight. The reason that that they left in the first place was because they annexed Crimea and Ukraine. Um, it was one of the actions of the Obama administration. Says, "Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't just you can't just be doing land grabs like that." Yeah, and now um, we're just over it and. Yeah, yeah, and and Trump is basically like, hey, you know what? That was so long ago. He's a terrific yeah. guy. Yeah, we all got to grab a little land every now and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like since, since I'm since I'm the president for the, for the evangelicals, you know, like, hey, isn't part of your thing like showing grace, you know, or something? So uh, yeah. forgiveness. Um, yeah, yes. and, and forgiveness. So, so yeah, that, that's a that's a pretty crazy story. That so I'm, oh sorry, go no, ahead. No. I, I did want to like I just was wondering, but I. So I do not trust Russia. <laughs> I would agree with that. I don't like this kind of like I'm all for diplomacy um, in one of these areas. I I know Trump has been known for diplomacy, and I get that. Uh, but I'm all for diplomacy. Like, hey, what's going on? Like, and 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 even for a show like you know, so, I don't know what I'm. I'm such an I am really an amateur when it when it comes to knowing what's going on with Russia. Mm. 
But from what I understand, like, um, you know, Russia, they aren't really, it doesn't seem like they're much of an ally. It just kind of seems like things ended in the Cold War, so to speak, and then everything was better. And then that's what I was taught growing up. You know, like, oh, mm-hmm. Russia's like, they're different now. Yeah. Like, everything's yeah. different. Yeah. You know, but it's like, they were literally a communist country, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. in regime when mm-hmm. I was born. Mm-hmm. And so just, like, basic kind of human, like, reasoning, just basic reasoning is like, ah, I'm not sure how different mm-hmm. they really are mm-hmm. than what yeah. they were. Well, especially... Um, I don't know that, mm-hmm. but I'm just like... that. That doesn't seem to me be like a huge reason to trust them. Again, that's a very uninformed, yeah, like opinion. I mean, Putin was rather high than KGB, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if there's anyone we can trust, it's the KGB. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what, what, what's what's even more interesting is that so so the uh, the spy unit that that kind of was organizing this plan, paying out the bounty, so on and so forth. It was, um, it's a, it's a GRU unit, which is like, it's a, a Russian intelligence organization. Um, it's, um, GRU unit 29155, I believe. That's the same GRU unit that actually, um, was involved with the hacking of the DNC emails. Um, so, you know, like you can draw kind of like some parallels, you know, between the two and say, well, like, okay, like what the heck's going on, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and uh, there's an argument that can be made that Russia's just trying to, um, you know, pay the U.S. back because back in, um, I'm probably going to get my dates mixed up, but like 1979, 1987, um, it's somewhere around there, uh, the U.S. actually gave weapons to the Taliban, um, Afghanistan, to, right? Yeah, to the mm. Mujahideen, you know, to you know, some people are sort of pontificating that maybe Russia is just sort of like, you know, they, they hold grudges. Finally basically. getting their, their payback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so there, there's a lot right. of like, you know, crazy, weird stuff. It's it's still being debated. We don't really know what's what, um, but it's, right. it's definitely something that's occupying a lot of space in the media world. Um, so, something else that's occupying a lot of space is, is the fact that um, Biden's probably going to win in 2020. Um, so I'm, I apologize to you guys now. <laughs> I need to go have a cry. I'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> uh, he's a, funny. he's leading in just about every major poll and, and he's, um, leading and, and, and being really tight in a lot of really red states like Georgia, and Florida, and like, um, you know, I, I read a, I read a, a thing on, um, 538. They're like a, a statistics, um, Website, they got a great podcast too, um, saying that if the election were to be held today, that Trump would be like just a little under 200 electoral votes and a Biden would be like a lot over 300, you know, mm. um, that's if it's held today. But then again, you know, there is a, what month is this? July, you know, so, so, yep. so there's like four more months till the election, a lot of, a lot of space between now and you know, election day. Um, so, oh, yeah. so, so, what, what would you guys think Trump would need to do to, like, you know, get back kind of in the game, so to speak? Yeah, I think for me, um, I think he would have to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that yeah, either this uh, Russia thing isn't real, or if it was real, that he had 
had taken her to, you know, definitive action. Of course, if he does it, what, six months later, I don't know what good that really does. So I, I, but I, I think in, in my mind, thinking about the way that, uh, it's not even touching on coronavirus response or anything like that. That's, you know, a lot of people have not been pleased with. But I think that is, uh, for a lot of people in his base, that Russia thing, a lot of people in his base would probably consider themselves pro-military, pro-police. That bounty thing is a big problem. Yeah. In my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, that is. I agree with you, man. That's like, um, yeah, like, it, yeah, if it comes out that, like, it's true, like, I don't know how they're going to respond to this. He's got guys around him. If it comes out that he's truly been, like, knowing about it or whatever it was, and um, that's going to be a hard one to bounce back from. Because it seems to me more like, Trump is losing this election, then Biden's winning. Like <laughs> that's a good. I, that's a good. I, I, I don't. Yeah, because I don't think I haven't heard very much about Biden at all. Mm-hmm. Actually, when he talks, like Probably I've seen so much, like made fun of him. Like people are like, does he have Alzheimer's? <laughs> right. and it's not to make light of Alzheimer's, but it's like yeah. this, like, like he's not. It just seems like he's just. Like we were talking about earlier, just riding it out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just gonna let this dude. Yeah. It's like so when I was like when I was younger, I remembered this vividly. I had a friend named Danny, who um, who I played basketball with, and he got the rebound one time, and and he jumped up and he scored, and you would think that there was going to be like great applause because it was in a basketball game, but the problem was he scored on our own oh. goal, like our. <laughs> Oh, problem, and and so 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 what happened was so just imagine someone just every time they get a rebound and on their side of the court they're shooting in their own basket slam dunk <laughs> like if you're the team that's slamming it dude, like, yeah! like and they're getting in people's funny. faces yeah. and just imagine Great like visual. if that's happening <laughs> and you're on the other team you're like well you know they're just gonna keep no need to go get a ball for us. There. We'll kind of play some defense right. and yeah. we'll do whatever, but yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, because they're just gonna shoot themselves in the foot. And I do truly believe, like the things that he has said about, like the things that he has said about the Black Lives Matter movement, or just the, the way that he's responded to that. And I hate to say this because again, I've I've a, I personally in my so here here for me. The judges have been the biggest thing for me personally. The, his um, election of judges, or not election, we don't elect judges. His appointments, yeah. His appointments of judges, we do, but um, not on that federal level. So his appointment of judges has been the biggest issue for me because that's the biggest issue for me in one sense for any president. Because I think that's the longest legacy they can leave is who they appoint to the judiciary. And that's why I'm. Uh, that's why I'm. I'm still have this tension inside, um, because I do see how judges change, Supreme Court judges especially. But I see how judges change. The um, they they change the laws. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just they they significantly affect. No matter what, if you see it as positive or negative, mm-hmm. they significantly affect our country and mm-hmm. the future of our country. And I saw something, I think it was in the Washington Post, but that um, Trump has has appointed one-fourth of the judges that are there right now. Yeah. And I think about that kind of of, um, influence. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing, because again, 
I, I, I vote in terms of a party and a platform. I know you can't ignore the person that's there. And really, Trump is making it very difficult. He's really making it hard for me. Yeah. I think that's one of the things. Is like He's really making it hard for me just to say, yeah, you know, he, he's not perfect, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. Right. No yeah. And that is so disappointing because of my, because of the policies. Like, I hate our bipartisan system in some ways. I hate that it's either this or that, that doesn't seem like it represents the American people. Yeah. Um, it just seems like it's this, I, I just, anyway, that's not for tonight. Well, I, I definitely think that the way that you're feeling about this is not, it's not unique. Like I, I talked to a lot of Trump supporters and they're just like, Oh, I just want to like, you know, I, I, I want to hold my nose and vote for him, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Because, you know, I like, I spoke to this guy recently who was like, I don't care who's on the ticket. It could be, it could be a Klansman. I'm going to vote Republican no matter who, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, uh, it was like, I didn't freak out. I'm just like, Hey, that's some people are wired like that. You know, right. I, I, yeah. I don't care if it's a Klan member on the Democrat side, you know, they're going to vote for that person, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I, I do think that he brings something, um, even if that's something that's just the R behind his name, you know, um, yeah. and, and that's a value, you know, like I, I, I definitely think that between now and election day, if, if Trump wants to um, win in 2020, um, and I, I somehow think that he probably doesn't, um, and I'll, I'll tell you why later, huh. <laughs> um, is, uh, is that he, he really needs to, you know, be the kind of like drain the swamp, you know, build the wall, you know, like hold true on the promises that he's, that he's made, you know I mean? Right. Cause, cause like I saw a thing, um, um, like Ann Coulter, like I think tweeted something about, you know, yeah, you said you're going to drain the swamp, and all you did is just invite them in, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah. and I'm just like, if you've lost the Ann Coulter crowd, you right. know, uh, and it's he, bad, bro. And, it's bad. And and, and, <laughs> and not well. Yeah, and even like like other sort of like right wing, you know, pundits like Ben Shapiro and mm-hmm. some some other ones, you know, aren't saying great things about him, you know, right, and yeah. and it makes you sort of wonder, like, okay, he's he's losing, he's losing the fringes. You know, um, I mean, I don't know how many Q supporters he's lost, you know, if, if any. Who knows? Um, and, uh, and, and I really think that he just needs to sort of like get back to the basics, even though it, it drives liberals crazy. You know, mm-hmm. I think that that's where he needs because he's not doing anything to attract new voters. You know, um, right. I, I actually had this really crazy idea that he should actually put Pence at the front of the ticket and he just run as vice president. And I bet you like... Pence, yeah, Pence would probably <laughs> actually give Biden a run for his money. I think, no, I, I, think it's a, I think Pence would definitely make a more formidable opponent mm-hmm. than uh, you know than Trump. He's this, more presidential, mm-hmm. bottom that's, line. That's for sure. Well, you know, and, whatever and, that word means. And, right. I, and I read this article recently where they they were talking about wanting to disband the Corona Task Force because Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci are contradicting things Trump's saying. Mm-hmm. You know, and and like, and I, I remember I was joking with you, Phil, earlier that you know maybe, maybe they should put in like Sebastian Gorka and like Corey Lewandowski, you know, in in charge of like the Corona Task Force. You know? hey, explain explain who those are for people who don't. Yeah, so so Corey Lewandowski is is uh, Trump's foreign um, or past campaign manager. Didn't he uh, run for the Senate or House? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And get it, so yeah. Sebastian Gorka is just he's just like a political pundit. I think he's like a 
dentist or a podiatrist or something like that. Like, like um, and he did commercials, you know, and, and just, just for good measure, we should throw Mr. Pillow in there too. I, I forgot what his name is, but, but he, he, Maybe he we can bring back Milo. What was the guy? You know, I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. I can't that have the crazy last name. That's true. Yeah. yeah that guy. Um, yeah. So, so it, it's, it's kind of, um, I think Trump kind of has his work, you know, cut out for him. I, I don't think that he's got a good chance of winning only because I don't think Trump is going to change himself. Um, now, going back to why I think Trump doesn't want to run and or doesn't really want to win, because I don't think he's trying hard. Um, like Trump, you know, gets really serious about things he really wants to get serious about. And a lot of the actions he's taken, I posted this, this, this comment on Twitter recently where like name one thing Trump has done in the past, say, three years that um, would have adversely affected his businesses. And um, I got a lot of comments like, well, you know, he's not taking a paycheck. Okay, all right, that's one, you know, like, and, and like, that was it. You know, like, yeah. like I said, he doesn't make decisions if he thinks it's going to affect his business. Yep. And the same thing I believe holds true to decisions he'll make when that may affect his business when he gets out. So, you know, it's been widely reported that, you know, he's been looking at hotel deals in Russia, Azerbaijan, um, and all kinds of other places. And, like, when he gets out, he still wants to keep the Trump international name brand and try to build hotels. So, like, if you were Trump, would you really go out of your way to upset these countries you've been trying to do business with well before you actually ran to become president? I mean, 2016, he was working on a hotel deal in Russia, like, as he was running. <laughs> and, no chance and, for conflict there. Yeah, and 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 it's just like, he's probably going to want to still build a hotel there, so right. he doesn't want to be on bad terms with the leaders of these countries he wants to build hotels in, you know? So, mm, um, so, yeah. so I, I have kind of thought over the past couple of weeks that I think that's probably where his head is. Mm. So he's not going to take any drastic action on China. He'll talk tough. You know, but he won't do anything major with Russia, with Iran, with Turkey, with um, North Korea. I mean, he, he did talk about building hotels. Along that the was what he talked about. That's true. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, I, th- I definitely think it's something worth looking at. Um, and I hope that doesn't sound like a conspiracy theory, but um, I feel like I know Trump better than he knows himself. So. It makes sense. Don to me, Exotic, me. the hotel king. That's all, all we got to say about it. That's true. I just wonder, you know, in the end, I think that. The only thing, maybe, like, the way he could get back is if, like, Biden, like, it came down that he had some kind of, like, illness that made yeah. him unfit for president or something like that. Maybe, yeah. But there's something that there was like, oh, my gosh. Or right. he, like, yeah, like you said, started to really. Yeah, or the Russians really helped him out quite a bit this, this time. Yeah. <laughs> Anything's possible. I hope, I hope not, man. Yeah. That's yeah. really concerning. Well, I mean, like, like part of, you know, Trump's been trying to paint Biden as sort of like this really sickly, you know, not well character. Yeah. Um, and not, not to get too deep into the weeds, but they just, they just recently, this guy named Jason Leopold, who's a reporter for BuzzFeed, he's sort of like the FOIA king, the Freedom of Information Act. Mm-hmm. And he filed a petition recently. They just released some, um, unredacted notes from the, uh, Mueller report. And in it, it actually indicated that um, 
part of the Russian campaign was to actually paint Hillary as being a sickly, not well, incompetent mm. person, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, when you kind of think back, you're like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, like, who was that person that was actually telling people that she's not well? Well, it's Trump, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, it's hard to sort of, like, yeah. like not expect that he's going to pull the same thing again, yeah. um, you know, this election. But, anyways, we don't need to go down that, that rabbit hole. Um, anyway, so, um, last thing I want to talk about... Um, is um, Jeffrey Epstein and the arrest of his, um, I don't know, soulmate, Miss um, Maxwell, Gisling Maxwell. I, I probably butchered her first name, but it's okay. She's, she's not worth me pronouncing it correctly. That's true. <laughs> um, and uh, for those that don't know, um, his um, girlfriend, uh, Maxwell, she was sort of the, um, I don't know, like the, the lady that we used to bring jeffrey epstein his girls so in effect what she would do is she would go meet these young girls take them out take them shopping do this or do that you know offer them money to just come to epstein's house to give massages and whatnot and then just kind of just allow that just to kind of unfold and turn into you know sexual stuff you know with girls as young as 14 and um and this happened for years and years and years um julie Bra- julie k brown a reporter for the Miami Herald uh, broke the story a couple years ago. Um, and since then, Jeffrey Epstein was arrested. He was found in a cell dead, allegedly by committing suicide. They just arrested this lady on, um, I guess two days ago or yesterday. Yeah. Um, and, uh, now there's sort of a lot of talk that she kind of holds a key keys to all these people that were involved in it. Cause it was like Prince Andrew. Uh, I mean, there's like Bill Clinton, there's Trump. I would say, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's Bill Richardson. He used to be the, the governor for New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's like a whole um, Alan Dershowitz. I mean, there's like a whole laundry list of people that have been sort of implicated as part of Jeffrey Epstein's sort of like thing. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's pretty crazy. But um, what, what, what do you guys think about this whole, I don't know, debacle? Like, I think it's absolutely horrible and... I think, man, if anyone's involved, obviously, and completely including our current president, then I think he should be held accountable mm-hmm. and face charges mm-hmm. and taken out of office. I think all of them should. Every yeah. single one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think they should go after every single person that's found. Now, again, of course, due process of law, but every single person that's found, mm-hmm. I think it should be held to a very high level of scrutiny in terms of how that proceeds as well. Like how the how the investigation proceeds, how the uh, the you know the trials if that happens or the you know um, when they get charged, all of that, the indictment is what I meant to say, all of that because we just know how much people. I mean, it just seems like people with money just get away with things, and um, it's not right, and it doesn't honor God, and and the prophets have a lot to say about the kings and governors and priests and all that who start to take advantage of people even sexually because of that and how much judgment he brought on the nation of Israel because of that kind of action mm-hmm. and I don't want to be party to that kind of stuff in our country it's not what we we're founded on it's not right mm-hmm. no. what about you? stay with us we'll be right back Hey there, Josh Bertram here, faithful host of the Faithful Politics Podcast. 
I want to let you know about a compelling new spinoff, the Faith Roundtable, where I'll be interviewing top faith leaders, theologians, and scholars to unpack the pressing issues that are shaping the church in America today. We'll dive into topics like faith and public life, social justice, and how we can engage our communities more effectively. Make sure you don't miss any of our enlightening conversations by subscribing to it on our YouTube channel. Join me at the Faith Roundtable, where deep discussion meets thoughtful insight. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, um, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what all comes out. I'll say that. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, yeah, I've seen all, all the memes talk about, just, you know, get this out here now. Miss Maxwell did not commit suicide, right? <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to go ahead. Let's take bets. I mean, they don't need suicide. There's coronavirus. Come <laughs> that's, on. That's I'm true. sorry. It's Reds and Prisons. <laughs> that's Nice <laughs> knowing. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. Do you think she's gonna? I'm just saying. I, if that if they die. said she con- contracted coronavirus, if there's a cover up, that would be a way to do it. Yeah, because, that's that, that's great. Cr- it's said today. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. You heard it here <laughs> first. Here, what was it? It's a no. It's the third. Yeah. Of July, yeah. 2020. That's yeah. right. Well, you 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 know it's it's interesting like. Like I've got my own sort of conspiracy theory about it, and and um, so 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 recently, so so her case was prosecuted out of the SDN. I was gonna, are we going to touch on that, right? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, with and, Barr and all, and and the fact that Barr, uh, so AG Barr recently removed Jeffrey Berman, who was sort of the U.S. attorney ish um, out of the Southern District of New York, mm-hmm. um, and the um, I, I won't sort of relitigate that whole situation, but. But uh, they wanted to replace him with someone that wasn't necessarily as 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 experienced as he was. Um, his replacement w- was sort of a a Democrat lady named Audrey. I forgot her last name, but um, so she's the acting U.S. Attorney of the SDNY. And rumor is that she wanted to kind of like jump and seize on this Maxwell case as soon as possible because she's not sure how long her tenure is supposed to be there at that particular office, you know? Mm, so, yeah. so the idea is that, you know, they've been, cause like when you listen to the press briefing, like, I don't know if you guys listen to it now when, when the, um, the commissioner was talking about, you know, yeah, we've been sort of pursuing her for a number of months. Um, we saw an opening, we capitalized on it, you know, and we're going to kind of start everything. That the idea is that, you know, the, the new acting U.S. attorney of the SDNY is like, hey, like, I kind of know the history of this administration. Mm-hmm. And, like, so I'm going to just start knocking out cases that we've been sort of sitting on. You right. know, because, like, if they put in somebody that's sort of, you know, um, shady, then, you know, stuff like the Epstein case is just going to, you know, go to the wayside. Right. Um, and, um, you know, it's really sad. I mean, I, I hope that's not true. Um you know, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in sort of like the integrity of, of this particular administration. I'm really disappointed in AG Barr. I had a lot of hopes for him, but, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where where we're at when, with it. So I really hope that a lot of good stuff comes out of the trial. Um, I hope justice does. Yeah, um, for pe- sure. People are really going to be watching it, and yeah. um, hopefully the victims can get some justice. You know. Yeah, so. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, so switching to you know kind of a, a more rosier, uh, happy note. Um, let's talk a little bit about our episode last week, and and um, 
you know, maybe kind of just dissect a little bit of how the Christian response was to it, specifically kind of in our Facebook group, but but more broadly speaking, you know, like we, we can kind of dig a little bit more into, you know, Christian's response to kind of like gay-related issues kind of in general. Um, so like, what, what, do you, what do you think, Josh? What, what, what kind of stuff are you hearing? What kind of responses are you getting? Um, are you still a pastor? Do you get as communicated? Like, I don't even know how well, I, I, I think that depends on who you ask. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I ever was a pastor. Um, yeah, you know, I, it's funny because uh, we did have a comment that said I was uh, like, uh, I guess called me a so-called pastor or something like that. And yeah. it was, um, quotes. With, yeah. <laughs> a quote unquote right. pastor. Um, and then, um, you know, basically was saying I was twisting the scriptures and, you know, I, I understand why people, like, I didn't quite understand what she was talking about at first or he or she, <laughs> he, she, I don't know. Um, what they're talking about at Pro first. <laughs> pronouns they're so they're so 2019 exactly um but i um so what i was thinking was that when ashley came in my wife came in and said hey did you see that something was posted she's like i just wanted to make sure you're okay i'm like i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) and i actually was worried that it was someone that was more liberal that was coming in i'm like i can't believe you said this about you know homosexual people and all this stuff like, how could you say that, you know, whatever it is, fill in the blank about what I would say. Like, how could you say they're going to hell? When I didn't say that at all. Mm-hmm. Or how could you say God doesn't love them? When I didn't say that, you know, mm-hmm. any implication. And so when I found out, it was so funny because when I found out someone, like I read it, someone like a little bit more conservative. And if they're listening, they probably will. Like, thank you. Honestly, thank you for your comments. I mean, it's, it's okay. This isn't anything wrong with you. It's just like, I understand that viewpoint. But when I heard that, I was kind of like relieved. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I felt that way, but I just kind of did. Because I kind of felt like I didn't really need to argue. I don't know, like I didn't really need to justify myself or anything. I think that, you know, the response is, this is by far um, the most difficult issue in my lifetime that's facing the church. Yeah. It's splitting the church. Several denominations have split. That will continue. Um, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into this more in depth as we move on and do different episodes um, on issues like same-sex marriage and on issues um, like um, like transgenderism and all that kind of stuff and what a biblical response is and what the you know political considerations are there. Um, but it's been... This has been one that's been really close to my heart and one that's really hard and one that you really can't say anything. Like, it's very difficult to be neutral on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, neutrality is fading. And, and, and especially on, like, when you would look at it like a spectrum, if you have people way on the left, just to, you know, so to speak, and then someone way on the right, so to speak, which, again, those things change over time. You know what that means. Um, like, again, even just what you said, like, eh, Maine, Russia, we might be able to kind of work with them, you know, like, on a, like <laughs> those things change, and we all know that, but in our current climate, if you have it on the left and the right, um, you are not going to, like, nobody is going to be okay with neutrality. They they want somebody who, like, that, that kind of independent, like, I'm an independent. 
politically. That's kind of fading. And I think this issue right now, every single church, every single Christian, I'll say it this way, every single Christian is going to have to deal with these issues at some point, if they haven't already. I've heard that said many, many times. There's a guy I really respect named Albert Moeller. Um, I listen to his podcast frequently. He's the president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, obviously, you know, he's very biased towards that, but he's a very intelligent person, uh, very well, well read. And he, and he has said dozens of times, churches, if you haven't responded to this, you're going, you're going to be forced to. Mm-hmm. Christians, if you ever respond to this, you know, it's not going to be okay to say, oh, just, you know, live and let live. Let bygones be bygones or, or whatever it is. Like you're going to be pushed to give a response. Mm-hmm. And so thinking biblically about it is going to be very important for the church and thinking grace first with truth um, is going to be very important for the church to do. And all of us are going to have to answer it and deal with this because we've kind of moved past that. Once I think once same-sex marriage was legalized in 2015, summer 2015, that Obergefell v. Hodges decision, um, it, that whole period of neutrality kind of faded. It was fading, and I just think it faded. Like, mm. that was that was a kind of Rubicon thing, mm. where we crossed the Rubicon. So we're going to have to, you know, for better or worse, deal with the issues and, and come down to the place where we feel... Like we know what God's asking us to do for believers. Yeah, you know it's it's interesting the 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 comments. So I, I, I've I've had a couple people say, "Hey, appreciate you guys, you know, approaching the subject kind of in the way you guys did, you know." But then you hear other people, um, you know, basically say, you know, your your belief in God must somehow be tainted because you take you know sort of this lukewarm position kind of thing, you know, and yeah, and um, and it's just like it's it's from from the Christian right side, you know, and, and and that's kind of the side that I wouldn't say I spend a lot of time on, but the Christian side for sure, you know. And I just think about my own sort of salvation. Like part of the reason I didn't want to, you know, drink the Kool Aid, so to speak, is because like I just thought that Christians were a bunch of sensitive snowflakes, you know, right. like <laughs> like like they can't sort of take hard truths or, or hard, you know homophobic yeah. and stuff, you know, and. And uh, me coming from California, I'm like, that's like half my friends, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like, um, and, and it's just like, when I read comments about sort of like, you know, people's views about, you know, gay people, queer people, whatever, I'm just like that. It, it was, it was almost like going back in time and saying, yeah, uh, now I remember why I waited so long to sort of like come to Christ is because mm. like right. people like that, you know, <laughs> again, oh. and, and, and it's, it's hard to kind of like, you know, argue with them because I mean, I, I don't necessarily say I'm some crazy smart theologian or anything like that. You know, I just kind of, I kind of go as the spirit leads and, you know, sometimes I get it right and sometimes I don't. And, you know, and people kind of have their own perspective that they're bringing in and, you know, their little parts of the Bible that they just really study intensely, you know, like all yes. those things in Leviticus and whatever, you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm just like, Hey, more power to you. You know, like if you're smarter than I am biblically, great, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, like, sure. but, but there's a way that there's a way you can teach me what you know without, doing it in hate you know because i've always been of the mindset you'll never change a mind in an argument you know like True. like you have to sort of like approach it in a different way and i think that 
you know, for me personally, my way of doing it is like doing it through grace and doing it through love and just doing it through relationships, you know, like not, not through sort of like fire and brimstone, you know, like, like type of sermon. Cause right. I mean, if, if, if you want to turn people away from sort of the Kool-Aid you're drinking, like just do fire and brimstone, you know, like, True. like, I don't know, a single person, maybe you would as a pastor, like, has anyone really, you know, come to Christianity because of fire and brimstone? Like, is that a thing? Do they teach you that in Bible school? No, they don't teach it, teach you that in Bible school. And I don't think people do. I think, especially in our culture, uh, they do not. Now, that could be different because one of the things is that cultures play a huge part in this, mm-hmm. right? So Western culture with the emphasis, again, built on a Judeo-Christian framework, whether we say, and I understand this wasn't a Christian country, but it came out of a Christian worldview, a Judeo-Christian worldview um, for most of the people that that signed the Declaration of Independence and all that. And my whole point in that is that in the Western culture, love is a highly valued thing, like, or grace, or forgive, that kind of thing. Um, But in other cultures, um, that wouldn't be, like, that would kind of be offensive that you would forgive someone that, harmed you in the way they did mm-hmm. you know or whatever it is like that wouldn't make sense um we're here it's like let everyone be who they are some other cultures maybe eastern cultures maybe you know middle eastern cultures it would bore me like how like it'd be more about the community like how could some individual do this and harm the community mm-hmm. like they're, they're just different cultural values that affect the way people see the gospel and in our culture, individual rights are like primary, right? They're like, uh, they are above everything else. Um, but that's not the case for many other cultures and hasn't been the case in the past in history. And, you know, one of the things that I've wrestled with in this entire, like through this whole um, season of having to wrestle with LGBTQ plus rights, the things that are coming out, which of course, they're people made in the image of God. From my perspective, they deserve, they have rights, inalienable rights. So I'll just get that out there, put that on the table right now. Um, that No pun intended. Um, but I, they, they absolutely have those rights and should be given all of the full rights of an American citizen. Okay. So I, I, I'll put that out there. Um, but one of the things that I've struggled with is that, like, we approach this stuff as American citizens and sometimes not necessarily as, like, Christians or, like, missionaries. Because here's what I think, like, let's say I was going to a Muslim country. If I was going to a Muslim country, would I make a huge big deal about Sharia law and, like, raise my fist and, like, be angry and, like... You know, I can't believe you guys are doing that, like enjoying these political things. Jesus hates Sharia. Yeah, yeah, and like and like, you know, how can you do that? Like, we're gonna talk about the Westboro Baptist coming. Like, Jesus hates Muslims. Would I be going and like and, and doing that in a Muslim country, or would I be like, um, I'm not gonna do that because I just want people to know Jesus, like we've talked right. about, and that's gonna get me arrested, or that's gonna get me killed, or that's gonna make it so I can't even like do what I'm supposed to do. And it's a weird, weird tension because we are, we've enjoyed all of the privileges that we've had as Christians in this country. Being a majority religion for its entire existence. Um, So 
um, it's very hard for us to see ourselves as missionaries and mm. trying to reach people as opposed to American citizens with our own rights. And we're going to make things happen. And, you know, we're going to exercise these things and we're going to protest and all that. Yeah. So it's a it's a deep tension, dude. That we'll probably have to talk about more in a different episode. It's true, and I've 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 been to an all Muslim country, actually, both in the military capacity and and the civilian capacity. And you're right. Like, I mean, I spent a couple weeks in Saudi Arabia doing some work there, and this is back in my time as a youth pastor. And uh, I will I will tell you what, like, um, that there was no time in my life where I felt more one, like an American and two, like a Christian than when I went into a country where if people knew like either one of those two things, I could probably be killed. <laughs> like, and, and, yeah. and, and the fact that so like they, they pray five times a day, they went to a temple and to the mosque or whatever. And like, and stores closed down like crazy. Like, okay, they hear the loudspeaker, People shut their stores down. Everyone goes into the mosque, and like, wow. and, I, and I'm out in the street, like literally by myself, like, like looking around, like, what's like, going on, you know? And and you know, my 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 skin complexion makes me look somewhat. I could probably pass as a Muslim if I really tried hard, you know. Sure. But like, but I didn't. I didn't go into the mosque when I was there, and uh, and I can totally understand that. Like, you know, our our individuality does seem to sort of like rule the day as Americans and when you take that into a different context it's it's it seems out of place like like Americans here that don't want to wear masks going into like right. a place like Italy will be ostracized you know <laughs> yes, absolutely. like like people here like I don't want to wear masks because XYZ reason you know and yeah. but like you go to a country like Italy or someplace that's really had it bad they're like you're an idiot for not wearing a mask, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so it, 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 I think what you said really kind of resonated. So, so with, with kind of the, the, the Christian response, you know, just sort of locally within our Facebook group, like what do you think about sort of like the broader kind of like response against gays, say like in churches like the Westboro Baptist church, like friend or enemy? What do you think? <laughs> Westboro. Wow. WBC. Were, were you a member? Yeah, you didn't know about that? This is awkward, boy. An honorary member, I thought. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, uh, that's where I go to church. My cousin, my cousin lived in Topeka, Kansas, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Doctor. Anyway. That's interesting. That's where they were. Yeah. What do you think, Phil? Yeah, um, boy, I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know who has anything good to say about Westboro and what they do, you know. Um, yeah, it, it's... it's um. Well, kind of touching back on, you know, I've always kind of been, uh, uh, you know, don't want to rock the boat kind of guy. You know, I, I, I have plenty of opinions. I don't share all of them because, I mean, there's no need. I'm not going to change someone's mind. They're not likely to change mine. And, hey, I don't, you know, there's no need to get something we both disagree about. But I, I will say we are, our culture is, uh, this neutrality position is definitely fading, right? It is, it's interesting to watch how that's changed, you know, in, in several different issues. Yes. You know, the gay LGBTQ, you know, community being one of them. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Like you said, I think a lot of, you know, people, especially churches and, and, you know, going to have to make that stand and, and make it a, you know, make it a thing of, you know, where they stand on it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to have to. So we had to like, and one of the things that's recommended, so as you're starting churches, is to put very strong language into your bylaws um, just to protect you from litigation. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I'm, I've lived out as a pastor starting 
a church, like any church. So if a church is like, well, I don't, you know, we can, you know, I, I'm going to go and, you know, I'm going to go and, uh, you know, perform a same-sex, you, uh, you know, marriage ceremony. And it wouldn't be a big deal. And they were in a denomination that didn't make it a big deal. Then that would be nothing. But I, the denomination I was in before, you would lose your credentials if you did that. Um, you weren't allowed to do that. It, Churches. Now, 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 I don't mean to, to, to interrupt you, but like when you say lose your credentials, is that sort of like like a medical malpractice kind of like? Yeah, you would you would essentially lose your ordination. Hmm. They would revoke it. Hmm. So so it'd be as if you did something like immoral, like you had an affair, hmm. or you mishandled Vote, finances, or something voted like that. Voted for Trump or something. Yeah, voted for Trump, <laughs> and then they or Biden, and then they. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on where you fall. Uh, or or faith. What was their name? Faith. I yeah, yeah. Faith Spirit. It was someone. Spirit Eagle. Something. Yeah, Faith Spirit Eagle. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. You can look it up if you're listening. But what I'm saying is that. Um, uh, you, when, when you, I was part of the domination that would, um, remove credentials mm. or nation of you to do something like that. And so when you're in that reality, I had to live through like, okay, now we have this, this Supreme court decision and we are, you know, churches are putting this kind of language to protect them legally in the case of a litigation. Mm. Right now, again, for the most part, um, I can't think of any church, actual church or minister that's had their freedom of religion like violated as a result of this, which is interesting because when you compare this to like, say, like interracial marriage, imagine a church having in their hmm. in their bylaws yeah. strong language that they're not going to be required, hmm. that they believe that the biblical view of marriage or whatever is not interracial, and they're mm. not going to be required to that. You know, none, no one in our culture would accept that. Yeah, Very right. few people. I can't say no one, obviously. Yeah, but <clears throat> that would be not acceptable. Mm. So then the question is about this. Um, I don't want to get into it too much tonight, but it's just kind of getting out like this response. This response is coming from fear. It's coming from. Actual practical realities where we have to figure out, okay, what are we going to do if someone comes and say we want our baby to be um, baptized at your church or we want them to be dedicated at your church or we want them or we want to get married in your building or we want to do whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And churches had to put in very strong language, more so than ever before, Mm -hmm. because it simply wasn't an issue. Mm -hmm. But they've had to put in very strong language to protect them legally. Yeah. And so many, many churches, I know churches that I was at, they're like, we're not even going to rent out our building to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be a member and you're not, we're not renting it. You're not paying for anything. Mm-hmm. And you have to be a member. Like you can make a donation right. if you want, but you have to be a member because part of the membership In order to be a member, is right. that you agree with their theological doctrines. Right. Yeah. Like you have to be a member mm-hmm. in order to do it because, because you can lose everything Yeah. in, in a suit. And so... Yeah. It's changed the landscape for Christians and the response. I mean, the Westboro Baptists, they're terrible. I mean, they're just, they're so, they're unbiblical. I I wouldn't even give them more time. You know, they're not worth more than 10 minutes of thought or 15 minutes of thought unless they're starting to really. I'm just offended you're talking about my congregation. (laughs) (laughs) Those are my, they're terrific people. That's right. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. Like, I wonder if their message, I mean, clear. Clearly, their message 
like they feel must be resonating with somebody although i don't know anybody that says you know what i saw the sign that they held you know and like it really it really spoke to me you know? <laughs> all of a sudden it clicked <laughs> you know like like i i know zero people that have said that yeah. you know but they must have have convinced themselves that it does because mm-hmm. you know whether they're out protesting, you know, something gay related or even like the death of a veteran, you know, yeah. like which mm-hmm. which they do. Um, like they they must feel that there's some sort of ultimate yeah. like I mean it's in- like a family of like twenty or thirty people. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. and and I, I visited their uh, their Twitter page today. Um <laughs> that's because I was I was curious like if they even had one and they they uh, they seem to like Trump. So I guess if, <laughs> if you're listening and you're a Trump supporter and you're looking for a church, you know, <laughs> to bring right, him in, he has some openings. There you go. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, you know, it, it's just really weird. Like, like, and I, I wouldn't necessarily go go to their website. Like, I'm almost, I, I don't even want to say the name of their website <laughs> because I, I would feel dirty inside telling you what their website is. So if you want to, just Google it. You'll find it. Um, but you know, I just, I just feel that. That there's a better way to get your message out there. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I've always been of the mindset that hey, all all perspectives are are valuable, you know, and all viewpoints are valuable. But you know, establishing kind of the environment in which to sort of share those views, I think, is important. Sure. Which is why I think our Facebook group is so great because we've got people from all walks of life that think all kinds of different ways, and everybody's really, really like cordial and nice. Folks, except. Like when your salvation is being questioned, but that's another story. Um, and uh, <laughs> and 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 I just I just think that you know like like I want to hear from people that think differently from me. Like I don't want to be some like crazy Borg automaton something. You know where it's like you know I I know if I could it's 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 yeah. it's like my my theory about media. And watching cable news, if you can predict what they're going to say, well, like you shouldn't be watching it. You don't learn any, learn anything new in the echo chamber. That's so, true. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it's like I like surrounding myself with people that are Trump supporters. You know that that have a different perspective. You know that just think differently than I do. And um, yeah. So. So can I read a tweet that they did? I mean, a couple. They're not bad. Please do. Yeah. One says, "Congrats uh, at real Donald Trump." <laughs> On becoming uh, our next president. Right. This was in 2016. Mm-hmm. We look forward to helping. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait. We look forward to you helping make America great again. Okay? Yeah. They said, we're looking for a new Christian <laughs> band. This might be it. And it's a bunch of people with Trump yeah, shirts yeah, yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, and said, normally I wouldn't comment on this. I don't think that's true. I just, <laughs> somehow I feel like that's hard to believe. Whenever yeah. someone says normally I wouldn't, yeah. you can be pretty sure that they would yeah. normally do that. It's usually they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a really good story I'll tell you guys about someone who said that to me once and I'm not going to say on the air. Anyway, um, but it said, I have to say something. What kind of person takes these pictures and then, oh, yes, I'm going to post these online. Only God will cure your mental illness. Wow. And then they have many other great things to say that are so... So prophetic. Oh, don't worry about Hillary. Focus on draining the swamp and making America great. Okay, so... <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Well... Anyways, well, I think uh, that's enough damage for tonight. Um, I just want to wish all of our listeners have a very great Fourth of July. Um, yes. Hope everybody is safe. You know, kiss a veteran. Yeah, kiss. Well, what does that mean for us? I, <laughs> it's time to make it weird. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> do it for the Gipper boys. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, thank thank you so much for uh, listening. And yeah, we'll, we'll uh, talk to you next week. Thanks, guys.
Bye. 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 <laughs>